All right, well, hello, 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 everybody. It is hello. time. It is time for the Outpouring Fellowship podcast with myself, Matthew Patton, and <clears throat> my co-host, Caleb Meal. I love it when you introduce, because apparently I can never seem to get your last name right. Uh, anyway so in case you guys are wondering about the background music it's called indie folk background by kale productions you can you can reach us we have an email address uh, outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me and you can meet you can reach caleb individually at on Instagram at Caleb underscore meal and uh, and myself on telegram at Matthew 76. And that is more or less what you need to know on that. Today, today we're going to be talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> talking about Jesus. And trying to dispel some of the weird ideas that are out there um, because there are there have been some major misunderstandings some mischaracterizations about the Lord frankly um, and who he is why he matters now um, why Caleb and I do this podcast at all right and it's all for him Amen. why why is it all for him though we'll find out so who is jesus caleb <laughs> almost a broad question but uh who is jesus jesus is the promised messiah that was first given to the um the hebrew people uh kind of just kind of given maybe a little history background uh for anyone who has any um understanding of biblical history uh the torah and on on the scriptures okay let me let's just kind of just break it down a few old testament probably many people have heard this the phrase old testament well the old testament in the hebrew is called the tanakh the first five books of the of the of the Old Testament, uh, Genesis, Levit, um, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, are called the Torah. So those are the first five books that this character, uh, this uh, historical character Moses, compiled through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to write down the entire history of how everything began and to to their point of entering into the promised land, which is now known as Israel. Um, but just but in throughout that story, Moses prophesied, prophesied of a of a prophet that would come eventually. We don't that doesn't know doesn't know when or, or where or what, but in time, eventually there would be a prophet, and he compared him to that prophet to like Moses, a deliverer, someone who delivers people from bondage. And if you do, and for those who don't know the story, God, Yahweh, called Moses uh, from from uh, herding sheep to to go to Egypt, and, and and we can go into details on all that. But the gist of um, calling Moses to go to Egypt 
to deliver the Hebrew people from the bondage of slavery. So when Moses prophesied of a prophet, he and comparing him to, uh, to him himself, Moses, he was telling the people that there would be a, a del another deliverer in time to deliver you from the from the bondage of of a another another form of slavery, which in this case that slavery is our sin. All right, so then Jesus, Jesus, the Christians believe that Jesus is the Son of God. The Jews don't. <laughs> To, to the Jews, that is, uh, that's blasphemy. Um, because in their understanding, God is one. Therefore, there can't be more than one in God. Which is written in, 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 in Deuteronomy. It's even in, their, uh, even in their national anthem, the, Shemit, the, the Shema. The Shema mm -hmm. is what it's known as. It's, it, in, in this goes, it goes, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord your God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we need to remember about human understanding is it's always progressive. It's never, it, nothing is ever really set in stone. Okay. So they had one section that they could handle dealing with, sort of. And, and then, you know, 12 or 1500 years later, we had Jesus come on the scene. Jesus was a descendant of David, who was in turn a descendant of Jacob, Abraham, Noah, Adam, God. That's one of the genealogies, okay? In very short <laughs> so why does that matter because it matters because in the bible god tells us that he picked that family group to be his friends to be his representatives on earth to be in the words of the letter to the hebrews a nation of priests a royal priesthood Mm. to be a blessing to the entire world. Have we fallen, has Israel fallen short on that? Yes. Have they chosen to be more um, exclusive than that? Absolutely. But that's human. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the things that it, that's one of the reasons why Ecclesia right because in the context of ecclesia there's not space for those sorts of well schisms to use a fancy word but splits um because in ecclesia we are all in submission to not only jesus but the holy spirit and the holy spirit well god is one he's three in one but he's one how that works, we don't quite understand. Yeah, even when we continue trying to explain it, even then it's hard to say language, it for word for word. The language, language can't, can't do it. Yeah, exactly. It's it a really mystery. Can't. Yeah. And it's beautiful. 
But back to Jesus. So he's related to all these, what we consider Old Testament luminaries, these Jewish progenitors, so to speak, these Israelite progenitors. Um, and so he was entirely human and entirely divine. Again, that's a mystery. We don't understand how that works. But he came and he lived some, you know, in Palestine during the first century after, well, the first century of the Common Era. <laughs> or, you know, A.D., for those of us who aren't necessarily so um, scholarly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And if you didn't know, A.D. stands for Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Mm. <laughs> uh, so Jesus is the linchpin on which history turns. That's why he matters. Yeah, he spoke forcefully against oppression. And that's something that we all need to kind of key into. Um, he spoke forcefully against the systems that had been created that were not helping people to know the Lord. Um, you look at some of the interactions that he had with the Pharisees. He called them whitewashed tombs. That's not a very nice thing to say. A lot of name calling. A lot of... Uh insults if you will yeah and it meant even more to them because tombs were unclean they were mm -hmm. filled with bones mm -hmm. right so and the pharisees big thing was purity ritual purity so that they could be ready for messiah to come now their understanding of messiah was completely different from what we actually got <laughs> completely different they were expecting a military political you know let's let's free israel from rome no that was not what jesus was about and that was part of why say judas iscariot betrayed him because he was trying to force him into that role because judas didn't understand himself even though he'd been with Jesus for two and a half, three years. And even to add to that, um, if, if, if for those who are, whether they're familiar or they're unfamiliar with biblical history, after when the, when the Israelites, the Hebrew people, finally settled into Israel, uh, you know, there was constant, you know, takeover from other nations, constant conflict, but really was a result of Israel's sin against the father, going against from his word, going against from his instruction, his Torah, which Torah, it means law, but really the proper translation means his instructions. So they were always turning away from instructions and turning to other idols. Mainly you'll hear a lot in, in the book of Judges, um, the Baals and Astaroths. And so every time that would happen, um, the Lord would allow it for a time. And then when they would finally cry in repentance, the Lord would send a savior-like, uh, a, a, a deliverer, a judge to deliver his people. And really those judges are a, a picture 
of what Jesus and and if you hear me say Yahshua a lot, that's just how I know him as his Hebrew name, Yahshua, which means God is salvation. So uh, whether you uh, hear Matt uh, say Jesus and Yahshua, we're talking about the same guy. Just so, uh, for mm -hmm. those who understand, but the the idea is probably in that context, in that time of Jesus's time and with the Pharisees, they were probably expecting the same kind of role that they've seen that they have been taught throughout their history. They would send like another judge, maybe. A Joshua, a, a David, even mm. a Saul, even mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. early in his time, mm -hmm. right. To save them, to politically save them from whatever empire was afflicting them. Mm. So, and, you know, we can get into the judges cycle another time. Absolutely. That's, it's fascinating because it really we fall into it all the time. Mm -hmm. You would think that as people who have the Holy Spirit, we would be more, at least more resistant to it, but it's just human nature. I mean, we may not bow down before I literal idols necessarily, but we have a tendency to put money, put provision in the place of God. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's why we have the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy, by keeping it separate, have it as a day of rest every week, because in that rest, you are declaring that God is your sufficiency. God is your provision. Not you, not whatever you're doing with your hands. And it's hard. And I can only imagine that it was har even harder back then because it was agrarian. So if you didn't work, you literally didn't eat. It wasn't like, well, you didn't work today, so your paycheck's going to be lower at the end of the month. No. No, you didn't work, you didn't eat. Because literally, it, something didn't grow because you didn't plant it. Anyway, so back to Jesus. <laughs> we kind of went off on a scriptural rabbit trail there. Yeah. So Jesus is Lord. Now, what does that mean? In the modern West, we don't understand what lordship is because we don't have kings anymore. We have presidents, we have prime ministers. Senators, but, all, all people in the, these departments that we've elected in and to serve mm -hmm. the people, and which, which all leaders technically are supposed to be serving the people, anyway. But we're not getting into that one right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we don't have kings we don't have masters anymore not in the same way you could argue that your boss at work is your master because you work he pays you right or she either way and as long as you're productive they keep you around and maybe you get a raise maybe you don't but it's the same basic idea aside from the fact that they don't literally own you where especially in the ancient near east um the 
the it, the the thing at issue was that it was generally understood that the king did own his subjects. Maybe not as literal slaves, but if the king said do something, you did it. Um, because he had his military behind him, right? And, you know, mo many ancient, I'm not, I'm not, nope, not. <laughs> I could go off on another tangent, I'm not going to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Jesus is Lord. That means that what he says about us is true. What he tells us to do, we do it because he said it. It's that simple. That's a humbling thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And especially in our profoundly individualistic society, especially here in America where we prize, we, well, we pride ourselves on, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Well, that was a few generations ago, but the idea is still there mm -hmm. as much as they've tried to destroy it. Um, but that means that you put your idea about yourself, your plan for your life, at the mercy, ooh, big word there, at the mercy of the Lord, you choose to submit another, another yeah, I was, word, I was just, right? I was just about to say that, because it, it, it's not about doing it forcefully, because God, he doesn't force us. He just tells us how it is, and it's up to us to make the decision to believe him and obey, and being willing to submit that ugly word submit to him saying my life is yours all my my ideas all this all what i have is yours mm -hmm. so that's lordship mm -hmm. and then there's the savior part and that is a that's a multi-layer thing mm. it's yes there's that he's he saves us from our individual sin and he and potentially even saves societies from systemic issues but he was also an example of how to live in communion with god how to follow torah perfectly And I'm not talking about all the extra traditions. I'm talking about the Ten Commandments that we referenced earlier. Right. You know, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall make no graven images, no idols, any of anything created to represent God. Because ultimately you're going to wind up worshiping that thing, not God because that's human nature. Mm -hmm. Three, remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. Have a day of rest every week. I think that's the fourth. No, that's commandment. the third. Is it third? Fourth is honor your honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you and you may live long on the earth. Um, five, don't murder. Don't kill anybody, right? That's kind of easy. But is it? 
Six, don't commit adultery. Now that's, that's an interesting one in these day, today, isn't it? Because there's so much stuff that falls under that. Mm-hmm. That's any sexual activity or even lustful thoughts, according to Jesus, that happen outside the confines of marriage. And we could go off on that rabbit trail, but suffice to say that we believe that marriage is between one man and one woman, period. You shall not steal. Okay? Don't take something from somebody else. All right. Uh, Eight. You shall not lie. Well, the the way it's translated most of the time is bear false witness, which is a very legal term, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, then do not covet your neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. 10, do not covet your neighbor's wife, slaves, other property, etc. Though actually in Deuteronomy, that last covet gets changed to desire. It, I was just reading that for one of my classes today, so <laughs> it's fresh on my mind. Anyway, so that's, that's the Decalogue, right? That's the Ten Commandments. Jesus kept them perfectly, and he lived in such a way through doing that that he was able to be in constant communion with God. That is the key. That's, that's how we go from being half-alive beings to fully human, fully alive beings. That's how we become um, what God intended us to be in the beginning. And it's through Jesus' work on the cross, the fact that, the, that he did raise, rise from the dead on the third day through the power of the Holy Spirit, and then ascended into heaven and still sits, at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus is important. That's why the outpouring fellowship exists, period. Mm -hmm. That's why Caleb and I can have fellowship. That's the common point, more than anything else. So, Lord and Savior, Uh, maybe people need to know and maybe you probably heard it a lot but maybe don't truly understand it why did jesus need to save us what was the big deal what what why do we even need a savior the bottom line for that is humans from the beginning have been have been subject to pride what do i mean by that Pride is anything that sets itself against the will of God. Whatever that looks like in a given situation. Whether that looks like slandering somebody. Mm -hmm. 
whether that looks like stealing something from somebody, whether that looks like um, looking at porn, whether that looks like literally committing adultery with somebody. And that's even premarital sex um, or anything, uh, any, any other form of sexual activity that is not um, okay by God. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that, you know, that includes any form of homosexuality. That, Im that includes pedophilia. That includes bestiality. That's all in, that's all in the Torah. Um, and it's easy to avoid some of these things. Some of these things are far harder. I mean, Jesus said that if we even look at a woman with lust in our, in our heart, we've committed adultery with her. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Cause even our minds are captive in sin. Cause we, our minds go in all different directions and we and with our imaginations it just uh here's what i've heard about when it comes to sin you know because again you know that 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 that's saying uh who you think you know what i i think therefore i am it's basically who we what we whatever we think is who we are and we are sinful people and we're going to be thinking you know all sorts of things that are prideful as you said matt um and it goes back to our thoughts because when, when cuz everything begins with our thoughts and I, i'm saying this i'm not taking any credit for how i research i'm i'm quoting something that i heard from if anyone has heard from the, the uh, two duo skit guys they do a skit and they explain this uh thing about our thoughts and so they're saying they in the skit they make a great point when it comes to thoughts you sow you sow a thought you reap an action you sow an action you reap a habit you sow a habit you reap a lifestyle and it all begins with our thoughts. I, I would add another layer to that. It all begins with our beliefs. Ah. Because okay. the, it's out of the beliefs that form the thoughts. And, you know, sometimes things that pop in our head aren't us. Mm. Sometimes True. that's the enemy. Sometimes that's influence from the world. And with discernment, we can, we can tell what's what yes we can see oh that wasn't for me get out of here i don't know how many times i've done that and paul says take every thought captive that is a hard practice oh yeah but back to jesus <laughs> back to jesus um he operated in love not only for the father but for us and it was the the way that he was able to the way he was able to face the cross was because he saw us being able to be one with him be one with the father on the other side of it and he's like that's what I, that's what i'm here for that's why that's why i why i became human to begin with so i'm going to submit to the father's will even though in his flesh he didn't want to do it are you kidding what sane person wants to suffer and die in agony? 
and humiliation, right? That sacrifice, and we all know what sacrifice is. Like, a good parent will sacrifice for their kids if, you know, when it's needed, right? right. They will, on a daily basis, for, for my boys. You know, there have been times when things have been rough and we haven't been able to properly take care of ourselves. So there have been times when I've intentionally skipped meals so that they could eat. Past, don't worry. <laughs> and that's not to puff myself up or anything. That's just what you do. And it's that times, you know, bi billions for God, because all of us were created in God's image. And that image got twisted when Adam and Eve, however literal you want to take that story, when Adam and Eve chose to go the route that the serpent suggested and wanted to be like God, even though that was the ultimate goal for humanity anyway, but there was more of a process involved. It was, let's stay in communion with God, let's follow him, which you'll see that theme throughout mm -hmm. scripture. Mm -hmm. And when we lose track, when we choose to go a different way, that's when things go sideways. That's when things go pear-shaped. That's the judge's cycle. And for that matter, through the rest of Israel's history, they, they would have a, they'd have a good king every great once in a while, but then they'd have a bunch of really, really bad ones who would intentionally be leading the people away from Yahweh. Yeah. And then they'd get smacked. Because, and the way that that would work out is that they would start to oppress the people. They would start to ignore the cries for justice. They would start to make the decision to take bribes, to look the other way when matters of justice, which are so key in our generation. Now, you'll never hear me use the term social justice because I don't think it's really a thing. Justice is inherently social, hmm. right? because it's about interhuman relationship mm. and right relationship amongst humans. That is social. So tagging the social in front of it just kind of makes it, well, Marxist. There are two, there, and that, and there's just, there's a, all forms of justice. No, it's just, it's justice. Period. Period. And so, yeah, it's, <laughs> but yeah, back to Jesus. Like but even with, but even, but even with going, let's talk about ju with justice relating what Jesus did, what he did 
in our place because what you gotta understand we were all condemned we were all condemned once we once we disobeyed adam and eve and when jesus what jesus did he took our place of condemnation mm-hmm. really god didn't have to do that he didn't have he he had every right to go a different way to just wipe us out start over but what matt going back to what matt was saying it's the love that he had for us. The, the mm-hmm. possibility for our relationship with him could be restored again. That's, that's true love. And it honestly, we, we, even though we say it, sometimes it's even hard to, under, to comprehend it. It is. And pride doesn't want to accept it. Right. Because... Ultimately, love and pride are mutually exclusive. You cannot operate in both at the same time. Because love sacrifices self. Pride raises self up. Mm. Period. And when we are loved, we get raised up by the person loving us, right? Mm. So the ultimate in that is being able to accept and live in the love of God. And Jesus showed us how to do that. He is our prototype. Yep. He is the firstborn of many, and we are his brothers and sisters in the family of God. He is the head of the ecclesia. Notice I didn't say church. <laughs> That's right. um, and it's so amazing and it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, that the fact and, that what he did and the fact that what he did, that woman taking a place, that was just. When it God was. See, yeah. Because that was the plan. He didn't want us to take the condemnation. So he'd rather say, take me. I'll take a part of me. Jesus. Yeah. I'll take it upon myself because I am just. And that way through and justice and those who believe in him, those who believe in what he did. And after three days arising from the dead, those who believe in him and follow him. And also when I say follow, because many people say, you know, when you believe, which is true, it's in scripture, those who believe will be saved. But really, then a lot of people say, oh, they, we believe, but there's no fruit in saying that they, they actually follow him. That the demons believe and tremble. Right. So are, it's important. Are we better than the demons? Right, right. <laughs> right. So it's important. Mental assent we, is nothing. So when we say believe, then when we believe, we have to act on that belief. And that means following. Absolutely. And with, follow, and with following, that requires change. A change of mindset and a change of living, and that is Absolutely. not easy. And that's the ultimate goal. Would you? Uh, I mean, not the ultimate goal, but that's part of it. The journey that Jesus wanted was trying to teach his disciples and teach those who who believe in him a different lifestyle, a different li- way of living, living the kingdom of heaven. What does that look like? But like yeah. Jesus is the model. 
we just got to we the thing is now now that with his sacrifice and his resurrection our relationship with the father has been restored he is the bridge every time we need to go to him every time we need to talk to him or just be in, in his presence and in in relationship we now have access through his son to get to enter back into the throne room to have dominion that was given to us back in the garden of eden um, uh, all, all these rights that was taken away from us was is now given back to those who believe and follow. Man, I, 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 get, I get excited when, I, when I'm hearing this because it, it, it's so easy to say it, but it's another, it's another thing to, uh, to act upon it. And we're learning that every day, what it means to do that. But knowing that it's true, we, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful it picture. Because there's again, God had no re he 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 he, he would have been just doing it another way, and starting yeah. over. But yet he chose this path, just to show his love for humanity, even with all the garbage and baggage that we carry. Now I mean, that, that every time we look upon and that he looks upon us, he sees his son. Mm -hmm. We that's what it means to be in Christ. God doesn't see us; he sees Jesus. It's kind of like putting on a jacket, only it's your whole self. And as we walk with him, as we work through what it is to follow him, we become more like him. And as we become more like him, the sin becomes less and less and less appealing. Yeah, we die to our flesh. We die to it. And like, there's so there's so much richness in in these things, and it's largely been obscured in the way the church has dealt with things. Right. And like not that the first century was perfect, but I think they were probably closer. Yeah, definitely. I would agree <laughs> with that. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, they had the apostles who walked with walked Jesus with for two and a half, three years. Um given they were clueless when they were walking with him. <laughs> <laughs> literally but oh yeah then the holy spirit came and changed everything and that and the holy spirit back to jesus mm -hmm. the holy spirit will always point us back to jesus yes who always points us to the father it's that constant um that constant love fest that is the trinity mm. and in Jesus, we get to enter in. Like, yeah, it takes choosing to die to self, choosing to empty self, choosing to submit. Yeah, ugly word again. <laughs> but when we do, yeah. life gets better. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, we don't have to do it all for ourselves. All of a sudden, we understand what our right position is. Who we are as sons and daughters of the king. 
And we get to become one with him in some crazy way. And it's not just about not sinning. It's about learning who Jesus is. It's about getting into his love. Yeah. And walking in his freedom. Exactly. Walking in and learning. It's a process. It's everything is a process. It is going to be hard. Let's let's just make this something very clear and so that we all that we that we make clear to our audience. Living for Jesus, though there are so many benef- there are so many benefits. There's so many, you know, uh so there's that that the joy's freedom in it. It is never easy. Let's make that very clear. Jesus said it for himself that living for me, walking in my way is never going to be easy. A lot of you were going to be persecuted. A lot of you are going to die. But yeah. Yet he's still going to be with us even through the trying times. He's still going to make his name known. He's still going to be glorified because people are going to still because you you and I encourage people to look at you know missionaries and martyrs that have passed that have been you know killed for Jesus and yet the ecclesia the churches are still growing yeah i mean that that's that's that should be like no i mean you, you think that'd be the opposite but yet no but the reality is that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church mm. so where where there are where there is no pushback there's no progress and in the west we've gotten we've been able to be complacent because we're quote in christian nations no <laughs> not really but again back to jesus <laughs> So why does Jesus matter? I think we've been talking about that the whole time. Um, because Jesus is the son of God. He is the one that was promised. He showed us how to seek justice. He showed us how to walk humbly with our God, to paraphrase one of the prophets. that is what life is about that's the that's the process for us and it's it's hard <laughs> because every day that old that old nature wants to pop back up and reassert itself take control but that's not that's not what we're meant to do we're meant to we're meant to follow we're called sheep for a reason because we'll follow anything yeah frankly and that's uh you got to make sure you're following the right person and i'm not saying follow us no no <laughs> cuz there are a lot of stuff that there's a lot of stuff that we don't have right. Oh yeah. <laughs> But if if follow if for lack of a better way to put it, following us helps you to get closer to him, 
do it. Yeah. We'll do our best to always steer you in that direction. But if you follow Jesus, if you look and seek him, he'll tell you how to do it. It's time that we all get back. Yes, it's important that we, when we read from scripture, we and we and we talk with one another, and we have our opinions about things, we discuss it with, and that's the point of scripture, and to read it together, to sharpen one another, to discuss it. Now bring your conclusions or your opinions, and let's start bringing all that back to the head, because the head will guide us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And we need to start learning that instead of just, you know, relying on our own opinions to just bring more division. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing that I wanted to touch on today was I've seen video clips of young people, whether, whether Generation Z or Millennials, I think I've seen both actually, misunderstand and conflate Jesus with Hitler. Um, no. No. I mean, even if, even if we're operating under the, under the assumption that what we've been learning about Hitler is true, and I don't know, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> but even assuming that it is, even assuming that he masterminded the extermination of six million Jews, Uh, he, that animosity toward Judaism was not a common point between him and Jesus. After all, Jesus was a Jew. Jew. He was a Judahite Jew, a descendant of David for crying out loud. So yeah, that doesn't work. Yes, he spoke very forcefully against the religious leadership of the day and political leadership of his people. Mm-hmm. But that was not the main point of his life and ministry. Right. He, shot, he shined a light on the issues that were facing his people. He spoke truth to power. And that's something that we can do. That's something that we're actually called to do. Mm-hmm. Now, what that looks like will vary. And we have to be in, um, in alignment with the Holy Spirit. All right. And we have to be in a place where we are submitted to the Lord fully. Even to the point of death following his example and he like the way he did it most of the time was like it was always with an eye toward helping the majority to uh, an eye toward leading the majority towards truth and i mean that's that's our heart because we see the issues in in the way things have been. And to echo Jesus, to echo even John the Baptist for that matter. I mean, he called them a a brood of vipers. Vipers. Yeah, that's not a nice thing to say, but 
it was true. They were snakes. They, out of one side of their mouth, they're like, you must, do, you must follow all the Torah and the, and, the, and the traditions of our people. But then they only did it on the outside. Thus, Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. They were pretty on the outside, but, nothing but when you inside. actually got close, you realized that the fruit was sawdust. Yes. It was wax. Sand, even. Dried bones. <laughs> exactly. All manner of things unclean, which, of course, was horribly scandalous to them. Mm because their entire M.O. was ritual purity so that they could be ready for the Holy Messiah to come. But they missed him because he didn't look the way they thought. So our heart is that you would not miss him today. Absolutely. That you would see the love that you would begin to experience the love that is Jesus. That you would submit, as nasty as a word as that is, to his lordship in your life. A submission in love for him. Mm-hmm. Because one of the great, the biggest commandment that's also the, the you know, that they, the Jesus and the lawyers in that time talked about was, uh, you know, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus asked them, what is the greatest commandment? They said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And the similar commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. And what did Jesus exactly. say? He said, you said, well, you got it. <laughs> got it do this and you'll live so it's so when we say submission we say you're submitting out of love just as a husband is submitting you know in submission to his love for his wife and as a wife is submitting his her love to her husband it's all about love you guys it's not about rules the rules provide a guide yeah, there you go. For how yeah. to express that love. Yeah. But it's about love, not about fear, not about death. It's anything but those things, actually. And humans have a tendency to miss it. And the word love has been so garbled, watered down. Um, especially since the 1960s. You know, the free love, man. That's an aspect of love. But ultimately, that wasn't love either, was it? It was an entire, well, a chunk of a generation going, we're doing what feels good to us. It really wasn't love. It was lust. Because oft times, those did not become committed relationships. And that's where hookup culture came from. That's where um, one night stands came from. 
that was not a thing, at least not in a broad sort of societal way. Right, right. Before that. I mean, sure, you had prostitution from basically the beginning of time, but that's a, that was a different thing. You paid for it, literally. But and back to Jesus. Back to Jesus, yes. <laughs> so it's submission out of love for him, out of in response to his love for us. That's the bottom line. And these guidelines were put in place by the creator. He knows how he designed everything. We don't fully understand it, but he does because he made it. I mean, that's like trying to, I don't know, assemble a garage door opener without looking at the directions. Or a stereo, to use the old cliche, right? Mm. And you always wind up missing pieces something's left over extra because you skipped a step or you didn't fully understand the step but the guidelines are pretty darn clear you go back to you go back to the ten commandments it was love the lord your god and serve him only and here's how right and, and you show that by loving your neighbor, by not killing them, not hating them, not um, trying to lure their spouse away or corrupt somebody who should be somebody else's spouse um, or yourself for that matter. And that's part of why sexual perversion is such a thing such a big hairy issue right now mm. um, because it is a sin it's not just a sin against God it's a sin against yourself mm, and the it, other person that you're that you're doing it with yes if yes. you're doing it outside of the correct context right. anyway um, not stealing from somebody not lying about them not being jealous and envious of them, desiring something that they have, whether property or family or spouse or fill in the blank. Learning to be satisfied in ourselves. Thus, we don't need those things from others. Right? So it's... Like, that's the ultimate bottom line. Yes. It's all about love. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that love sometimes is harsh. That's, that love is sometimes hard. But it's love nonetheless. And that's what we were designed for. That's what we were designed to live in. Love. So that's why Jesus matters. Jesus is love. Well, God is love. And because Jesus is God, Jesus is love. Mm -hmm. So that's why his example matters so much. That's why we choose to submit ourselves as best we can. We don't always do it right. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But we try. 
And that's why there's forgiveness. It's, it's that simple. I know I keep saying it, but it is. So if you want to know this Jesus and you don't, maybe you, maybe you were raised in the church, maybe you, maybe you said the sinner's prayer, I don't know, but you probably have not been formed by it. You probably have not been formed by him. We want to help you along in that. Absolutely. And if you want a clearer picture of who he is, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts to some, to some extent, as Acts is part two to Luke, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, he's in there. Yeah. And any... Any Christian who really, anybody who really knows him, you'll start to see him in them. Anybody who's been formed by him and, and does their best. I'm not saying anybody's perfect. Lord knows I'm not. But anybody who has spent time with Jesus, you're going to start to see that in how they treat other people, in how they treat themselves even. And, you know, that, that othering thing, that's part of why the church historically has been the one to, to set up hospitals to care for the poor, because that's something that Jesus told us to do. So, in short, Jesus is not like Hitler. <laughs> Amen. Um, so, please, reach out to us. I'm, I'll stream these podcasts as we, as we do them from now on. Um, and I, like, I want to have, we want to have conversation with you guys, whether that be via comments in, on Rumble, whether that be via comments on Spreaker or iHeartRadio or what, wherever you listen, okay, please comment. Um whether that be in direct messages on Instagram or Telegram, whether that be via email, we want to hear from you guys. Yes. So that we can create space that will be meaningful to you. So that we can help you grow. And frankly, so you can help us grow. <laughs> We're we're not the experts. <laughs> we know some things. Sort of. But ultimately, we all have a piece of it. Yeah. And that's why the body of Christ matters. Yeah. So we just, we just want to create fellowship. We want to get back to what Jesus intended. And 
we, that's you know bringing the gospel that's 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 the main one but part of it is with the true fellowship and that's how we can get the gospel out by showing what mm -hmm. true fellowship looks like in him and so if you do not know him if you have not ever submitted if you have not ever experienced his love for you please pray this prayer and mean it jesus i i don't know you but i want to i i've heard of you i've heard of the things you do you've you've done that you did while you were here on earth And I don't understand it, but the love that I see there and the love that I see in people who really know you, I want that. So teach me how to make you my Lord, how to die to myself. So that I can have peace so that I can see authority in my life. So that this is not all there is. So I, I recognize my sin, my pride those times when I have made, done and made things my own way. And it's blown up in my face too many times. So save me from myself. Help me to live humbly. Help me to live loved. I submit to you right now. Come and be my Lord. Come and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And I pray, Lord, real quick, that for those who have said that prayer, that I ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon them, that they will see a manifestation of your Holy Spirit and see that, that, that uh, as a way of showing that they're uh, knowing that all doubt all confusion, all sorrow, all pain has been wiped away by your by your by your Holy Spirit, Lord. I just ask for um, a true manifestation and to show evidence that you have heard their prayer and that you've answered it. In the name of Yeshua Hamashiach, in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. All right. Well, guys, this is uh, the end of our uh, this episode. We, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, like I said, uh, always, always, and I'll share this real quick, just to make sure that our contact information is there. If you have any questions or just want fellowship or just want to learn more about who Jesus is uh, and get a better understanding of what it means to live for him and, and all that, please reach out to us. We Our contact information is there. Uh, our, the email you can reach both of us at is outpouringfellowship 
at pro, uh, proton.me or my Instagram account at uh, Caleb-Meal and uh, for Matt uh, t- at Telegram at um, Matthias76. Matthias? Matthias. Matthias. Yes. Again, what's wrong with my pronunciation? <laughs> and, right. you know, the music is Andy, Andy Folk Background Music by Caleb Productions. Just, you know, credit where credit's due. Um, and there is an underscore between um, outpouring and fellowship in yes. the email, by the way. Yes. So it's outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me. Forgot for those who are listening on audio that can't see this. <laughs> mm-hmm. All and right. Caleb's Instagram handle is at Caleb underscore meal. Yes. No underscores or anything for Telegram for me. So <laughs> easy that way. On that um, note. On thank- that note. Thank, Thank you, you guys for watching and be blessed. Seriously. Shalom, shalom. All right. <laughs>